Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. It is Monday, November 22nd, 2021. Everybody had a good weekend. Uh, obviously a nice week ahead, hopefully for everybody. A uh, lot to get into, um, especially over what happened over the weekend. Um, as I mentioned previously last week, we'll probably be getting into a lot of my football picks early for week 12 and previews probably early on because of the slate of holidays coming up, so um, we'll get to that, but I want to kick off today's episode with recapping most of week 11 and what we saw yesterday, and man, it was a wild one for sure, as unpredictability continues to happen in the NFL season, which does make it great because every week you think you have something figured out about a couple of teams and sometimes you don't and you've seen some teams now put together some win streaks like Patriots, the Dolphins, um, you know, the 49ers for example so there's just so much uh, going on that no team is really out of it and that kind of be, you know, kind of is proven on this, uh, you know, yesterday with a lot of results that you didn't expect to see happen and just with my picks, let's just say that I did not do well with my picks. I won't even list what my record was for that. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of interesting games yesterday. Um, ones that definitely were really interesting considering where some seasons, you know, where some teams are at this point in the season, what they're trying to do. And, you know, you have some teams that are left looking for answers, some teams that are just looking to see how they can continue to win and get back in the picture so you know it's going to be a very interesting next two three weeks of the season and see how things kind of develop after that so let's start with the game that i did not think that would go this way and that was the colts beating the buffalo bills 41 to 15 in buffalo a huge game for Jonathan Taylor as they fed him the ball a lot in this game and Buffalo's defense had no answer for it. Uh, Taylor rushed I think for 185 yards, had about five touchdowns in this game. Just really did it all for the Colts. I mean Carson Wentz played a turnover free game, threw a touchdown pass, uh, but man the Colts just controlled time possession this game. They did not give the Buffalo Bills a lot of opportunities in this game to make it close even. You know, it was just more of a game which the Colts really uh, stayed in control from the start. You know, they ran the football, they moved the chains. And Buffalo, you know, as much as their offense started to you know, turn somewhat of a corner, let's not forget that you know they've played, obviously, a couple of interesting opponents lately, right? They, you know... Only has six points against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they come back and they put up a good amount against the Jets, and then you come back and then you're at home again, and you know you give up this much. As a defense, Buffalo definitely had one of their worst outings, I would say, uh, because they couldn't stop anything. They could not stop anything. Um, now it did not help that also that you know there were a couple of fumbles had by Josh Allen, and uh, I think you know. Isaiah McKenzie, the running back, um, but Buffalo just really did not play a solid game starting out. Um, you know they kind of got worn worn out as a defense 
and their offense had to play catch up and we kind of saw that fall into the hands of the Colts where they were able to really do a good job of uh, staying with it and getting stops um, there were some penalties that the Buffalo Bills had which were just not good ones and that definitely hurt but the Colts played like a team that knew their season was on the line they wanted to win this game they had it going and they just got a good all-around game from their team top to bottom in this one um, and you know if they play like this with Taylor running the football like this a lot of good things are going to continue to happen for the Colts but you know they, they set at a spot where they definitely have to win obviously a lot of games coming up and this was a huge win for the huge win for uh, the Colts as for the Buffalo Bills as a result of their loss the Patriots have a small lead now in the AFC East which is wild but then again as people have been saying it this season I mean Bill checking the job he's done has been pretty good so this is where Buffalo has to really start to pick it up and earn it now obviously they play at New Orleans this week on Thanksgiving day um, so it's going to be an interesting battle for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills as they were obviously you know you know hyped as a top team in the AFC and you know, now you're kind of seeing a little bit versus these kind of, kind of tackle in so how do they respond and play with consistency that's the biggest problem they've been having the last few weeks um, of their season so you know a lot of things they have to work on especially heading into uh, the short turnaround uh, this week on Thanksgiving Day Washington beat Carolina 27-21 kind of spoil you know slightly spoiled Cam Newton's homecoming um, it was a pretty contested game overall. It was close most of the way. Um, but Taylor Heineke and Washington played a much better offensive game uh, for another week in a row. Uh, they came out and they played good football. You saw Gibson, Taylor Gibson, the running back, bounce back. McLaurin had, I think, over 100 yards receiving in this game and a touchdown. Um, you know, you just saw a really good job. All the way around from Washington, you know. I mean, Christian McCaffrey played well. Camden did what he could, but you know they had two potential game-winning drives and they couldn't convert. They could not convert on those opportunities. A couple of drop passes, a couple of miscues here and there, you know. But um, overall, like I said, Carolina really just missed an opportunity to win this game. They had it. They had, they had a couple of chances, and if they had converted it, it would have been great. But they got, you know completions a sack and you know despite McCaffrey having a really good game it just wasn't uh, it just came down to a sl small things in this game and Washington did that a little bit better uh, in terms of you know finding ways to put up points and stretching their lead late um, so tough loss for Carolina they dropped to five and six Washington improves to four and six so they're trying to obviously get back in the mix of things um, you know, it all comes down to now how does how do they keep on playing? But obviously, without Chase Young and without you know, obviously a couple of players, they are finding ways to get back on track. And you know, Taylor Heineken definitely is uh, has looked good for another week in a row. So we'll see if they can keep keep it going heading into week twelve. The Baltimore Ravens uh, won sixteen to thirteen. Over the Chicago Bears, Lamar Jackson had to miss this game due to an illness. 
Um, but how about the Baltimore Ravens winning behind uh, their defense and Tyler Huntley, who obviously hasn't played a whole lot um, on the Ravens. You know, obviously it was, this was a very slow-scoring game. I mean, Tucker had obviously a number of field goals, and you know, unfortunately Justin Fields had to exit this game with a rib injury. You know, um, but you look at how the Ravens played their defense after whatever happened. You know, with the Miami loss, they came back and really played a little more better in some areas. Um, you know, Chicago obviously, you know, had to you know bring in Andy Dalton, and Dalton was okay for the most part. But we know that you know there's there's some chances there um, for them them to convert, and they didn't really do that as well. Um, you know, just look at this game. Obviously, Chicago they needed a little more from their offense in this game. You know, it was a game in which you know you felt they could have gotten a lot more. Uh, from their off, especially Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, even though he had some moments, but this was a game in which um, the Ravens were just really good. They able to make plays, and you know Devontae Freeman played well. You know, and you know the game-winning drive. You, you wish that the Bears' defense could have been a little bit better. Um, you know, in some aspects of that game, but you know it was just more of a game in which. Baltimore and John Harbaugh's coaching was really, really impressive and really good when, when it needed to be. And, you know, Tyler Huntley did just enough uh, to help, you know, uh, to the Ravens be in a position to win the game. You know, so the Ravens now improved to 7-3. and three. Chicago drops to 3-7. and seven. And Chicago has lost, like, five straight games. And, obviously, Bear fans were expressing their disappointment and all that on the Boos field. But... You know, this is the thing with Matt Nagy. You know, they were three and two, and yes, they've lost a couple of close games, have injuries. Yes, no doubt. Um, but you know, it doesn't change the fact that the Bears have had some chances to win this game. And sometimes it's been great offense that's kept them in these games. Sometimes it's been you know, defense has been a struggle, and it's just hard to see this Bears team remaining this way in the off season. I think there will be some changes. Now, whether that be Matt Nagy being out as coach remains to be seen. Um, but the Bears just really missed some chances in this game to get uh, get a much-needed win. And, you know, they're getting closer and closer to dropping out of the playoff race entirely. So, they got to figure some things out um, if they want to be able to get back on track um, heading into Week 12 um, of, the, of the season. So now I want to continue on with uh, recapping of Week 11. So the Cleveland Browns uh, won 13 to 10 of the Detroit Lions. Uh, Nick Chubb obviously did not play last week due to COVID. Came back and obviously was huge for this Browns offense as he rushed for 130 yards on the ground. Um, it was nice to see Jarvis Landry have a touchdown in this game. Uh, Cleveland did just enough, you know. Both teams were definitely sloppy. You know, you had two turnovers each. Uh, no Jared Goff for the Lions due to, you know, an injury he had. Um, you know, but overall, like, you just saw, um, you know, the Lions right now, their problem really is 
they're not getting a whole lot from those skill players as much. You know, you do have obviously DeAndre Swift who had a huge game. You know, he is the one bright spot. Hawkinson, yeah, you could say he's also a player that is really starting to emerge and getting there. But you know, this this Lions team, the consistency, the personnel, just really. There's a lot of work on this Lions team that needs to be done, and Dan Campbell obviously is trying to do that, but they remain they remain winless. Um, they have opportunities to win this game potentially, because we know that Baker Mayfield obviously just isn't playing up to his standards. You know, whether it be the injuries or the shoulder and all that. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield isn't playing the way that we you know accustomed to see him playing. Now, obviously, obviously he's had his moments this year where he's played well. Other times he's just, you know, he hasn't. Obviously, he, you know, you, you've seen him play well in, in some instances this year. Um, but, you know, he's going to have to obviously keep improving and doing more and more uh, in terms of keeping this Browns team afloat. You know, the running game is going to be a factor, no doubt. Um, obviously, they're obviously hoping to get, get, you know, get back Kareem Hunt. And Cleveland's got a strong offensive line that we know that they've obviously recently a couple of players, you know, but. You know, this game this really just came down to the Lions just not being able to get, um, you know, a whole lot going when they need to get it going. And Cleveland, as I said, they, they needed a win in the, in, the, in the best way they could. And uh, they just played like it in terms of, you know, getting a win and staying in the, in the middle of things in the AFC. There's still a defense, still a team that you want to keep your eye on still because we know they could get hot maybe at the right time. And obviously this is a way to start doing that by getting some wins like this. But, you know, they obviously still have a lot of work to do. And this win was not as convincing as it should have been. So we'll see if they can kind of continue to get back on, on track as an offense, as a team. As they've been doing a little bit more better lately, uh, they'll have to do that a lot more going forward. The San Francisco 49ers uh, won 30 to 10 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Niners starting to look like you know a team that wants to win and make it to the postseason. Obviously, they they play like it because they control this game from the start. Um, you know, you had Diego Samuel get a touchdown pass in this game. George Kittle with a, with a touchdown in this game, and the running game was huge for the 49ers as it should be. You know, with I think over 170 yards rushing. They just really control the tempo of this game. Uh, you know, no turnovers for Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, obviously, but when they play like this, when they have a running game that is producing, when the when their offense is getting, you know, their defense is able to get up to the quarterback and cause, you know, stops. They can play like this, and the Jaguars just never had any momentum they could not get anything going as an offense you know third downs were a struggle um you know trevor Lawrence obviously has had his moment of ups and downs and he just really did not get a whole lot going either number meyer definitely has to do, do something obviously they got they've won a couple of games this year yes and you know the game was one in which they won somehow right but as an offense, as a progression for Trevor Lawrence, you're just not seeing it happen as much. And now, whether that's the coaching staff of the Jaguars or execution or play calling, there's a lot of things that have to be fixed with, with Trevor Lawrence and this offense. Now, yes, you don't have Etienne, and you know, you're still getting uh, you know up and down games from you know from the wide receiver corps, but Jacksonville 
hasn't looked offensively good as they should be. They should be. You know, they look really good, and obviously they don't look that good. So Jacksonville's got a long way to go, but this is the game which the 49ers just played much better all the way around, and they improved to five and five on the season as Jacksonville drops to two and eight on the year. The Minnesota Vikings picked up a huge win at home over the Green Bay Packers, 34-31. Offensive this game was a great one, as I thought it would be. Uh, and it came down to Kirk Cousins having the ball last in this game, and he led the game-winning drive, which led to the field goal. Obviously, you saw Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have a lot of success. Um, you know, and, and then you look at Justin Jefferson for the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, he is starting to really emerge as number one wide receiver. Had an exceptional game for the Vikings. I think, you know, he really put up some big yards. I think he had 100, a nine yards receiving, two touchdowns. Um, Rodgers had more touchdowns, but Kirk Cousins obviously had a lot in ball last. And the Vikings needed this win, considering what they were in the season. And, and again, another big win, second week in a row. You know, so you know Dalvin Cook looked more 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 efficient in this game overall, and you know, the Vikings now improved to five and five. Packers now dropped to eight and three, and obviously we know that Packers are you know with this loss they kind of have slipped a little bit now in terms of you know the number one seed in the NFC. So you know the Packers defense obviously have been playing fairly well you know before this loss and. You just saw the Vikings do a good job of challenging this secondary, and you know Mike Zimmer continues to be very interesting as the season goes along. You know you're seeing some things where you know Mike Zimmer is showing some signs of obviously coming back next year, and there are other times where you feel like he, he's not. So you know it's one of those things where the Vikings just need to keep winning. Obviously now they've won. A couple of games now in a row so it's about can they keep it going now over this next seven game stretch you know obviously the Packers have been so good and I think the Packers will still win the division no doubt um, but you know it just comes down to the Vikings putting together a couple of good weeks in a row and, and being better uh, when they have to be in terms of uh, continuing to produce at a consistent level and, and you know, find their way into the conversation for the NFC playoff picture. Had the Miami Dolphins pick up their third straight win uh, with a 24 to 17 win over the Jets. Um, you know, overall the game was close. You saw some good things from Elijah Mo Elijah Moore. Uh, Tua obviously played relatively well. You know, Flacco had a fumble which was costly in this game. You know, there were obviously some, you know, tough penalties that were called against the Jets. You know, a couple of blown plays as well. You know, but it was a game in which, you know, Jets had their opportunities. They were, I think, one for four in the, in the red zone. You know, had missed field goals. Um, things like that. So, you know, not a game in which they got, you know, beat, beat or blown out. Just more of a game with the Jets kind of beat themselves with some turnovers and some missed opportunities. So Miami, obviously, after being really out of it, uh, started to come back and play a little bit better. Um, you know, so something to watch out for. Obviously, Tua has looked okay and looked better in some instances. You know, so we'll see now if Miami can continue to win and, and make things interesting for themselves. Um, 
you know, the AFC playoff picture. The Philadelphia Eagles picked up a 40-29 to win over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Eagles ran all over uh, the Saints defense in this one. Um, you know, I thought the Saints would have a good chance to win this game. Uh, but Kamara was out and the Saints just really didn't get that kind of performance that was expected from their defense. The Eagles just did a much better job of executing in terms of... You know, using the running game and the ground game to really, uh, you know, tire out the Saints. I think the Eagles had almost 242 rushing yards in this game. Um, man, I mean, it's crazy. And then, you know, Hurts obviously scoring three touchdowns on the ground. They just had no answer for Hurts and his uh, ability to break open. And this is what Hurts is obviously really good at. He was really good at it and during, you know, his college career and the Eagles got a whole big package of that on Sunday their defense was good enough at times Trevor Simeon you know just wasn't able to do as much I mean he did what he had to do but it was kind of in the point of the game where like the Eagles had already kind of been in control and kind of took care of everything they had to take care of and the Eagles you know quietly have uh, started to win some games and gotta give them some credit here obviously they were able to, uh, you know, win a game in which they had it clicking on offense, and you know, if they play like this more, the Eagles could find themselves in a possible spot, maybe of competing for an NFC playoff picture spot. Uh, but the Saints started slow in this game, and without Kamara, it was a struggle to see anybody else get some big targets in this game. You know, Ingram did his best, but you know, the Saints just really. Are struggling to put up points early in these games and you know they're obviously having some other miscues at, at times. Sean Payton is doing his best but it just feels like the Saints are just kind of slipping a little bit more and more you know without Winston obviously it sucks without Kamara their best player sucks but this defense could have been a little bit better uh, in some aspects and they weren't able to really stop Jalen Hurts and this offense from moving the chains very um, early and often in this game. So the Eagles now improved to five and six, and the Saints dropped to five and five on the season. So we'll continue with my preview and recap of Week Eleven. Um, Giants and Bucks are tonight, so. Hopefully that will be a good one as we've seen some unpredictable outcomes already and I've recapped most of them. Um, and that includes this one with the Houston Texans upsetting the Tennessee Titans 20-13. Tennessee turned over five times in this game, you know, and they had more yards, more first downs, but Ryan Tannehill without... Um, Ryan Tannehill just had a bad day. I mean, I was going to say, you know, obviously, yes, Julio Jones not being there and A.J. Brown having to leave the game with an injury in the third quarter. Uh, but Tannehill was just really bad. They could not get anything going. The real depth of this team got tested, and Houston just kind of stayed in front of this game majority of the way, and Tannehill just kind of forced some balls in some situations, obviously some tip passes and things like that. But... You know, Tennessee's defense, although also, you know, didn't get enough stops when needed. You know, you thought they would play a little bit better at times, but 
you know, this offense definitely with Tannehill, you know, they obviously are still going to be a good team, not a top, you know, a favorite in the AFC, but they're just games like these, and they've had a couple of these games this year where they totally have played out, out of their style, and it kind of showed up uh, in this game against Houston where, you know, they just did not execute, and you did not see enough big plays or enough good protection of the football to give that defense a chance, so... You know, Houston gets a good win. You know, obviously it's good for David McCulley as he's trying to, you know, navigate through his difficult first year as a head coach. Um, Tennessee, although, should have played much better and they should definitely turn it turn it around and they have turned it around ahead of their next week matchup in New England. The Cincinnati Bengals won 32-13 over the Las Vegas Raiders. And this one, Joe Mixon had a big game, 123 yards rushing. Bengals, you know, really converted more of their scoring opportunities in this game. You know, Joe Burrow played decent. Uh, the Raiders were limited to 278 yards of offense. You know, Darren Waller was the only bright spot for the Raiders. But other than that, uh, there wasn't much else for the Raiders to really be good at in this game. I mean, they started slow. Uh, I think they were one of seven on third down, uh, you know, and that really just hurt the Raiders. But you know, I think in this game, really, really came down to was the Bengals obviously putting up a couple of scores late, and that kind of put it away as well. You know, you had obviously Jamar Chase score a touchdown, and you know, Mixon being there. You know, the Bengals obviously needed to come back and play well after you know two game losing streak, and they play like a team that definitely. Wants to be in the mix and has a chance in the AFC North, you know, heading up next week against Pittsburgh, I believe. Um, so it's going to be interesting because you see, you know, a lot of teams obviously are, in, you know, similar positions right now. And the question is who's going to really emerge from the pack. Um, but the Bengals got a huge win and the Raiders are left thinking now. I mean, in terms of they've lost three straight games. It's been obviously a tough ride, no doubt, but they just haven't played their best. Uh, these last three games, and as a result, they find themselves at five and five now, at a crucial point in their season. The Kansas City Chiefs uh, won nineteen to nine over Dallas. Now Dallas was without Amari Cooper, who had to miss the game due to COVID. C.D. Lamb had to exit this game with a concussion, I believe, at the end of the second quarter. Uh, the Chiefs' defense has been playing very well the last three games, and this was one of them. They just really dictated the style of this game. Uh, they got Dallas off the field quite a bit on third down, and even when Dallas' defense gave them opportunities in favorable spots, you know you didn't see Dak Prescott have that kind of game that you th- thought he would have. You know, you know obviously guys did drop passes, and you know. And there were two, you know, a couple of interceptions by Prescott. He forced one off the all those to Lamb, and you know, you just look at this game. If the Chiefs put up points early, you saw Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey do their thing, and then you also saw the mistakes happen for the Chiefs, where Mahomes had a fumble and then had an interception, but Dallas just wasn't able to get in the end zone. They weren't able to get in the end zone, and Steve Spagnuolo really dialed up a great game plan overall. Even without Cooper and Lamb being in the game, you still saw Dallas have opportunities where, if, you know, the protection was there. Maybe they could have made it happen. The running game wasn't as a factor as it should have been. Um, but you know, this is more of a game in which the Chiefs just ran the ball extremely well. 
Uh, then they ran for 126 yards. Clyde Edwards-Alaire made his return and played well. Um, you saw, you know, a couple of good things. And Dallas just, you know, on third down, they didn't play well. Um, you know, Prescott could have been better. And in some instances, Mike McCarthy could have been better, too, in terms of, you know, some of his play calls and timeout usage. Um, but the Chiefs just really put it together early in this game and let their defense kind of take care of the rest. Uh, and Dallas, you, you know, with, with this loss, obviously, they've kind of uh, definitely will be, they'll be a little bit shorthanded, uh, you know, like I said, because they do play on Thanksgiving Day, and they possibly will, will be without C.D. Lamb, potentially, um, and Cooper. So, you know, Elliott and Tony Pollard and some of the other wide receivers that we saw out there, um, they have to do much better because there were a lot of opportunities there that could have been had, and as an offense, they just could not score and get opportunities. You know, penalties also hurt, and this defense that, you know, has been decent at times, they obviously do have to get back to playing a little bit better. You know, they, they give up some, you know, plays, obviously, early, and, you know, you saw the Chiefs just do a good job early on of using their speed against that defense. Um, so... A big win for the Chiefs as they remain at the top of the AFC West with their with their fourth straight win, I believe. They are now seven and four. Dallas dropped seven and three. The Arizona Cardinals uh, bounced back with a big win at Seattle, twenty-three to thirteen. No Kyler Murray again. Uh, Colt McCoy stepped up, having two touchdown passes to Zach Ertz. The Cardinals ran the ball football very well. Their defense played much better. Uh, in some instances, James Conner had a touchdown as well. Uh, it was the kind of game which you saw AJ Green, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk. You know, you saw the Cardinals do a good job of executing. And Kingsbury does a tremendous job of really putting Cole McCoy in good situations. McCoy did some impressive things on uh, on Sunday with the Cardinals. Obviously, he moved the chains, he made some throws, uses mobility a little bit. Uh, you saw some really good things from Arizona, you know, offensively with AJ Green. And company. As for the Seattle Seahawks, really a tough loss, a deflating loss for this football team. Russell Wilson and Seahawks started slow. Uh, they did not convert well in the end zone. Had to settle for a couple of field goals. Uh, third down was a problem. The offensive line also struggled in a couple of situations, but they gave up a couple of sacks to Russell, you know, to the Cardinals defense. Uh, Pete Carroll definitely frustrated after this loss and. You know, obviously, Seattle hasn't been good. There were a couple of key opportunities they had to make this game interesting. Uh, I think one of the bigger plays in this game was when you had the pass interference penalty called on, or on Jamal Adams. You know, the Cardinals were up 16 and 13, and you got that, you know, you get that stop and you, you know, get off the field. But there's a penalty call on Jamal Adams, and as a result, that led to a touchdown. Uh, so there's just small mistakes like the Seattle Seahawks defense and Jamal Adams was supposed to be really good. The situation you gotta be much better and just try to just enforce any completion rather than grab and do that. Um, but you know the Cardinals really a big win. They proved a nine and two on the season. Seattle drops a three and seven, and Seattle's really gonna have to run the table if they want to make it because they're gonna need to need to at least win six, seven games in a row. Um, and they don't have a lot of room for error after this point, but kind of disappointing because you saw that you know Russell Wilson made some good throws, but 
they're just gonna get in the end zone and those things are gonna keep on happening you know obviously you know you need better play from everyone all around but that Seattle defense I would say also you allow that much Colt McCoy I mean something's gotta change in Seattle whether it be the coaching staff or the coaching personnel has gotta change around Pete Carroll um, because they are looking a little bit they've been looking really really bad and not you know you know I'm not trying to say that you know Seattle is gonna be totally like out of the you know NFC it entirely, but they are looking pretty poor in some areas right now. And it starts with Pete Carroll. Russell Wilson, can you really blame him? I don't really know if he's in the one to blame for all the problems, but Pete Carroll definitely is being tested more as a coach than he's ever been in his long tenure with the Seattle Seahawks. And we're going to see if he can kind of get these guys to turn it around in the next few weeks of the season. And you had the... LA Chargers win a wild one over the Steelers 41 to 37. Justin Herbert played fairly well in this game. Uh, you know, the the you know, you saw the Chargers jump out to a pretty big lead in this game. You saw good things from Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. Uh, Pittsburgh battled back with Deontay Johnson and Ben Roethlisberger. Um, it was an interesting game. Like I said, it felt like all the momentum was in the favor of the Chargers. And then things kind of flipped and changed in the fourth quarter. We see almost see those rallied and came back and scored 27 points, I think, in the fourth quarter. Um, before you saw the Chargers, you know, have that touchdown to Mike Williams, and it was a kind of blown coverage. And Steelers were Patrick, T.J. Watt, you know, a couple of, and Joe Hayden. So. Pittsburgh, despite all their defensive personnel that were out in this game, they still were able to get some, you know, key stops. You know, with the block punt and then the interception on Herbert, the tip pass to Cameron Hayward. Um, but the Steelers' defense just couldn't stop Mike Williams on that final play. And you know, Ben Roethlisberger played a good game. I wish they had featured Harris a lot more in this game than, than they did. Um, but you saw some good things from Claypool and Deontay Johnson. But just wasn't enough in terms of their defense just not having some of the key players back with you know with the Watt and Fitzpatrick you know Herbert obviously stepped up in that moment and made a big throw and bounced back and he obviously is really looking good and good as he goes along he just has to play more like this because the Chargers still have you know some tough games coming up where they have to get even better out of him the next two road games they have um, but it was an impressive win for the Chargers they remain right there close to the Chiefs behind and it just comes down to now, can the Chargers keep it up and put together a good stretch of games to challenge the Chiefs, you know, when they play again, um, you know. And that will be really a, a telling point for the Chargers this season, in my view.